Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Grit and Gravitas, we are back in the studio after uh, a, a couple week break here, Annie. This is, is back and better than ever. <laughs> what a summer. Savvy, spirited stories of success. We have a super exciting guest today, and I can't wait to learn more. Uh, Cindy Poise, who is founder of Supernola and actually the larger Evolve brands as you have grown. I read your story, and uh, Monica Bishop Gallagher, who uh, mans our office in Nashville, is one of your super fans as well. <laughs> as soon as she told me about Supernola, I Googled, we're here in Pennsylvania, tried to find out where I could get it. I literally drove to Rite Aid. Rite Aid carries it. Did you know? We don't have a Walgreens, so I was trying to find out where where to find well it. until just previously located in camp hill pennsylvania our world headquarters yes cindy's close enough to be from our world headquarters yeah. <laughs> a lot so, of success in this market yes. lot of success welcome cindy you're a crazy young entrepreneur we want to hear a little bit of the backstory let's start with that and you are coming to us from nashville tennessee that's our like home away from home yes thank you guys for having me i'm excited Absolutely. So give us a little of the backstory for our listeners of the Supernola. How did you come to develop that, create it actually? Yeah. So I used to work in finance in New York actually. Um, and it was really the first day on the job of what was my dream job in banking at the time. And oh, my wow. boss started yelling at somebody for taking a sick day. And before that, I had been sick all the time. I mean, you name it, I had it. It was, I had swine flu in college. I, I've oh, just gotten no. everything. So always had a weak immune system and it really stemmed from different gut issues. So that was my wake up call to really get everything in my body under control and figure out what was going on and really actually finally focus on it instead of just accepting it and living with it. So I started with the one thing I figured I could do easiest, which was food. And that happened to be what it was. So um, I'm Italian. I grew up eating bread, cheese, and pasta. Turns out that's exactly <laughs> what my body hates. So I had oh, no. to figure out, I know. <laughs> so I had to figure out a whole different way of eating um, and really focusing on whole foods and different things that are really nutritionally superior to other ingredients. So then I started getting into superfoods. And that's when I started figuring out what eventually became Supernola. It was just my little secret snack. And I tried to pack as much goodness as possible into it. And then really focused on the flavor, adding as many superfoods as I could, putting in adaptogens in there to help my body deal with the daily stress of life and my job. Um, started sharing it with people and then realized I really had something there. So eventually got convinced to start the business and start selling at farmer's markets and got such a wow. great response from consumers across the board for so many different reasons. And that's really when I realized what I had here, you know, I really had something that was bigger than just me, just me as the target market even, and was a really great go-to snack for so many people for so many different reasons. 
So at, at the same time, my dad was diagnosed with ALS and I'm from Pennsylvania, as you know, central PA. Um, so I really Yay! wanted to, yeah, I really wanted <laughs> to figure out a way where I could have time, move home, spend time with family while I could. And Supernola was honestly the ticket to that. So I did that. So quit my job, banked my last big Wall Street bonus and put every dime I had into Supernola and started the wild journey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're grateful you started the wild journey. Um, And I think as I was reading more of your story and and have been eating Supernola, it is the perfect snack uh, for when we're traveling. Like when I'm in an airport, I just cannot find anything semi-nutritious that I, you know, there's no time to sit down and have a full meal, but, uh, that's immediately what I thought of, of that is the perfect snack to take when we travel. If you're on the road with kids, you're at soccer games, you're whatever, we don't want to grab Doritos and all the other things, but the, the superfoods, I, I love that. So you moved home, uh, to really create this. And how did you go from your kids? It's one thing to create your own granola secret recipe is totally another thing to manufacture it. (laughs) So walk us through that journey. How did you get from A to Z with that? So I'll be the first to say I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I probably Googled all the FDA regulations. (laughs) I I Googled almost everything to start the business. So you can learn a surprising amount on the internet. Um, but really, I mean, I was reading through FDA regulations and, you know, state regulations and stuff online to try to figure everything out. And then just talking to as many people as I can, you know, I owe all of the success we had to networking 100%. Um, and it's amazing how many people will go out of their way to help you when you just honestly tell them you need help with something. Um, so I did a lot of that and a lot of research and a lot of kind of figuring it out as I went until, you know, I have a video of me installing my gas oven by myself so that if it blew up, <laughs> I love it. it. Proof. <laughs> so just, you know, lots of Home Depot. <laughs> but, but I think, but I think one of the primary things as women, Cindy, is that we, we, we sort of see as weakness raising our hand and saying, will you help me? You know, you, you, basically knew what you didn't know. Right. And, and, and you're not just talking about manufacturing, you're talking about marketing. You're talking about sourcing ingredients. You're talking about an enormous lift from making it to getting it into distribution. And that's a lot of lanes and a lot of specialties. And if the car breaks down in one lane, guess what? It's not getting to market. It's not getting to the markets that you're now in. So what was it about you? Was there not a plan B, right? You were all in. Like what enabled you as a woman to know what you didn't know, but then more importantly, ask for help? I think that's the first thing when you, you know, take the leap into entrepreneurship is you have to put your ego aside and really be able to admit what you don't know and what your strengths and weaknesses are and play to them. Well, um, I feel like you, you obviously have to be a Jack of all trades, but you, you have to be able to put your ego aside and honestly tell people, I don't know this. I need help. I need to hire an expert or I need to find a partner in business who is an expert in this. So I can do this. And this is what I'm good at. I love, I love that. 
um, we do business vitamins, Cindy, with with every episode, and that is a, a perfect one for the entrepreneur. Is uh, number one, you have to put your ego aside. If you're if you're so intent on your own personal success versus getting to the finish line with what you know in your heart is the best product possible. I mean, you'll you'll get in your own way, but I I love that, and our listeners will love. But she hired really good people, yeah, that knew more than 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 Cindy than you did, and got out of the way. And there's mm-hmm. an enormous amount of trust and risk even in that, right? And then, I mean, I will take it a step further from there. Whenever we hired agencies or third parties to do something, I didn't just let them do it. I wanted to understand what they were doing and why, and right. learn from them. So that if something happened, which something always happened, <laughs> and I had to yes. take that on, I knew how to do it, or at least I knew kind of the framework of how to do it. So, you know, yes, you're an entrepreneur and you focus on managing things and maybe strategic planning and, and you know, one kind of field, but then you learn a significant amount about all of these different areas. So you can go from marketing management to production management, buying equipment and you know, everything in between to TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <We're, laughs> I just, I listened to one of your clips. Was it at a, a food show you were just at? Um, mm-hmm. Fire belly, I want to say. Um, yep. And I, I love that when you said you're really the, you know, in the weeds with your, with your own marketing and Instagram and, and uh, you know, we do that for a lot of clients too, but it's, I always recommend somebody from the company has to have the keys to the kingdom as well. You can't outsource your eyes on this kind of stuff. Not that you would be doing, the CEO may, is not doing the day to day, but you have to understand if something happens to either your agency partner or somebody internally, you know, you have to understand what's at stake and be able to bring someone else in to sit in that seat. The other part of, of what you've done, Cindy, and we're, we're an advertising marketing company, but we have a lot of grocery partners. And so I'll sit here and say what I know about the grocery business is extraordinarily above average uh, for now several years. And I think we can't underestimate, I can't, how ferociously competitive it is to get in a grocery store on a shelf. And it mm-hmm. doesn't matter to me if it's a bodega in New York or it's Walgreens, right? Or it's Costco, or it's anything in between. There is enormous cachet in getting into a store for distribution. So I'm interested a little bit, right, on how you got to that position in a, in a, again, and even in a category that's ferociously competed. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest weakness that I had to admit up front. I think it was day one. I quit my job. I woke up, realized I didn't have a, you know, a job to go to. And I had no idea what I was doing. And the number one <laughs> thing I didn't know about was retail. Yeah. I had zero experience. I covered energy companies in finance. You know, I'd never even worked in a retail store in my life. So I had no idea what it really meant across the board, you know, grocery, drug, mass, C-store. I had no idea. You said EDLP and I had no idea what that meant. So everyday low price for our listeners, right? (laughs) Everyday low price. Yep. EDLP. 
Yeah. So I, and this was me like Googling behind the scenes. I'd take notes and then I, afterwards I would like, I just nod like I knew what people were saying and talking about and then just Google all of it. Um, so I was networking and thankfully we're right by the Hershey company yep. back in South PA. Yep. So I got linked into somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody and that guy was looking for exactly what I was doing. And we just really hit it off with the same vision for Supernola. So quickly became business partners really blindly. Um, and now we've been working together for five, five years now. Great. And it's worked out really well. We complement each other's skills well, but he had that expertise right. in retail, those connections that you really need. And that is what helped us to kind of get to that mass level that we got to. Now, if you knew everything, because you've said a couple of times, you know, I didn't know this, I'm, I'm uh, going to Google. If you knew then what you know now, would you have gone on this journey? No. <laughs> See, I think that's a good... I'll be the first to tell you that. Entrepreneurs shouldn't, you know, if, if we saw that far down the road, we probably, none of us would be here, you know. Uh, I'm 21, 22 years into this journey and I didn't know what I didn't know in the beginning, but I mean, thankfully you did dive in even when you didn't know things. And so I think another business vitamin is don't take yourself out of this race or this path because you are so overwhelmed. I mean, you found good partners. I'm sure you have many partners along the way, some that are probably still with you, some that are not, that helped you lead you on to the success Supernola has now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been quite the journey. Um, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> it's something that you'd never expect, but, but through it, you discover a lot about yourself. Oh, absolutely. I think I, I know myself very well now and I would not have, you know, if I stayed working in finance, I would not be the same person I am today. And I'm, I'm much happier as a person because I went through all of this, right. despite how challenging and how much blood, sweat and tears there was. <laughs> you know, and I think it's, and, and I'm going to generalize here, which isn't good, but the, but the bulk of Americans are really hooked on sugar, right? Manufactured sugar by design, right? And I won't get into the big food manufacturers, but you're in a space, Cindy, where, and I'll speak for myself, don't really eat sugar, salt, starch, very, very healthy, very clean. And the issue I always have is I know what ingredients are in it and I know what it will do for me, but will it taste good? I mean, at the end of the day, it has to taste good. And so in this space, again, just boomed out of nowhere, what, what was the deciding factor other than your partner's experience, your resilience? Do, do buyers like bust it out and taste it and say, wow, this is really good. Cause I got it for the office after we knew we were having you as a guest and we are not a healthy snacking office. <laughs> the, the bad stuff, bad stuff always wins the sugar bombs and stuff, the candy and gummy bears. And that disappeared. One of those bigger boxes literally in two days. So did that win the day that it actually tastes good? Yeah. And I mean, the one thing you'll see for, you know, food business startup advice is they always say don't lead with taste, but at the end of yeah. the day, that's what yeah, sells a product. Right. That's what gets somebody coming back to it. So you kind of have to. So that's one piece of advice I do not agree with. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I'm my mission from the start was to make really healthy products that taste great. So, you know, my whole concept and the way I live life is food is happiness. So I want to make super healthy right. food happiness as well. You know, that feeling you have when you eat something really tasty, it, it just, you know, releases endorphins through your body. And if you can get that feeling of togetherness and family while you're eating good food, even if it's in a tiny little single serving package while you're running off to a meeting or, you know, at the airport or on a hike, um, that's what I'm all about. So taste is number one. And we will get a lot of buyers who try it right in front of you. And my favorite, I mean, obviously I've gotten, you know, reactions across the board. I've seen and heard it all. So nothing <laughs> is new to me. But my favorite reaction is the one that I get over and over again, which is that, wow, people, people's eyes open up and they're so shocked and surprised at the flavor that bursts after that first bite once they take it. I think it was like a butterfly kiss. That's it. That little yeah. packet, just like a <laughs> butterfly kiss. Like I'll just well, that's like, a good description. There you go. Yeah, and it's and look, it's portable, right? So you can stash them in your glove box. You stash them in your desk, like because I do think that there's convenience to that, Cindy. Because sometimes we just grab what's there because we're not prepared. Mm -hmm. We're just not prepared. So I think the more that can be around you, especially with your fun, fun, different flavors. Right, um, right. there's really not anything like it. And again, from someone in that space, who's constantly looking for something like that, uh, and knew, and knew nothing about it. That was extraordinary. I think did COVID, uh, help you Cindy help the product? Like, uh, I think we've had a renewed, uh, or we, we should as a country have a renewed, um, <laughs> uh, perspective on food as medicine, what, what we're eating and, and really the impact it has on our system. As Annie said, the, the sugar, I mean, when I love, I mean, we're Hershey, so I love a Hershey kiss like anybody, but a steady diet of that isn't, isn't good or healthy for us. So I think knowing that, that supernola is good for us and I, I do crave that, but knowing that it tastes good, I mean, there's only so often or so long we're going to eat a food that doesn't taste good, but we know it's good for us. <laughs> Sooner or later, we're just going to go to the cotton candy or whatever else. But I love the fact that's a one-two punch, you know, that I feel better. When you talk about endorphins, I I feel better knowing I'm eating something healthy and I feel better. It tastes, tastes really good too. So how much did you modify that along the way, Cindy, from your original sort of secret snack, right? Did that change a lot on the way? Always, always improving. Um, I'm always making little tweaks to everything. And, you know, most people won't even notice it. But for me, it's okay, how can I make this just, you know, 1% better every so often. So we were constantly tweaking the recipes, constantly tweaking our methods, just to make it better tasting, more nutritious. Um, obviously, you know, improving margins and things like that as well, which is very right, important right. for business. Um, and ways that we can increase efficiency. But at the end of the day, it all went down to your consumer experience. And is it improving that? And if it is, then we would do it. So fast forward to today, uh, you're going to relocate from, from California to Nashville. Um, do the challenges or anything along the way ever cease? Do they ever get easier? Is it always about <laughs> resilience? 
Um, definitely yeah. about resilience. Um, so our manufacturing facility is actually up in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, and we had gone through kind of the classic entrepreneur's lifespan of, you know, friends and family round raise, um, series A raise, getting an investors, board of directors. Um, and then it really just came down to a difference in opinion. Um, and sadly, that um, is has forced us into bankruptcy. Um, so I've gone through the whole lifespan now from, you know, starting out as a solopreneur, to farmers markets, launching into mass retail, going into Costco, Walgreens, Rite Aid, and now having to close down the doors. So um, we just actually filed for bankruptcy um, about a week and a half ago. Um, and it's just, you know, difference in opinion. And when you lose control of the board, there's only so much you can do. But sometimes as an entrepreneur, especially when you're just starting out and you're capital constrained, you don't really have many options. So, so what does, what does the future, so what's your, your 18 month, what does that mean? You know, a lot of people, there's different types of bankruptcy and it, it means many different things. Yeah. Um, so I can only imagine you as the founder, you know, even the emotional impact of that, but you wouldn't be where you are here today if you weren't resilient and very thick skinned. So uh, I have no doubt, you know, uh, the business will thrive, but what does that mean? Like, what have you learned? What does that mean for your next? I think this is super important for people to hear super important. And the Cindy that you're sharing it is really brave and it's very courageous. Yeah, I mean, it is very hard to talk about. And I went through really a mourning process mm-hmm. because, you know, the Supernola brand is my right. baby. It's my creation. I started it back in 2012 for myself. So it's been the last 10 years of my life focused on Supernola and my mission, which was just to make the healthy choice the easy choice for people. Um, so through the bankruptcy um, that we filed in particular, we're going through a sale process. So right now we're in the marketing process and, you know, we have a bid in place for a buyer who would continue things on, but anything can happen. So anybody can swoop in, offer only 5% more for the purchase price and get whatever they want. And, you know, they might employ me, they might not, I might get to be on board as something I might not. So it's, um, I'm in a bit of a transition in life, you could say, but, um, my life is kind of out of my hands at this point. Obviously, I want to continue what I was doing um, and keep that my mission, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to. So until then, you'll still see Supernola on shelves and we're still selling it. And um, I'm sure it will still find a home with a new buyer, um, but it is a bit of an unknown for me in this journey at this point. Well, I think point. the transparency here. Oh Cindy, my gosh, this is incredible. You know, there's there's many different stories of entrepreneurship, and and they're not all rosy. And and most of the time, even you know, uh, <clears throat> we deal in social media. I, I own a PR firm, so we are all about great storytelling. There's a brutal aspect of that as well, and for women in business, you know, sometimes we ta- we face different barriers. If you had to go out to investors and raise capital. There are different challenges that men and women have, you know, even with their executive experience, uh, who's willing to raise their hand and stand in your corner and it's hard cash they're, they're putting up and they expect returns. And, um, you know, we both, uh, work with banking and finance and there's a, 
there's a brutal aspect to that too. It doesn't matter how great the narrative is, you know, what, what's the uh, return on that investment. Um, and we talk about setbacks and comebacks. So we've, we've had the bankruptcy conversation on grit and gravitas before and, and you're sharing it again, sharing it again. It's a very real possibility for any of us, but I still sense, you know, a very positive spirit about yourself. So whether there's a restructuring, whether there's a, uh, a new buyer, uh, I clearly feel you will land squarely on your feet and, um, what makes your heart sing through all of this, Cindy? When you think about this entire journey, which is beyond a marathon and you're still running, what about that? If you right now sitting here today, what aspect of that made your heart sing the loudest? You know, I think it's really just people sharing stories of their lives and how Supernola helped them. You know, I had one family literally take me out to dinner um, and tell me how grateful they were for me to make a great snack, um, and have it be something that they could actually eat and their whole family could eat and how great, you know, the child had diabetes and they were really struggling as a family, just little things like that. Or even, you know, little emails that we get people just taking the time to share, that they like it. That's big. It's, it's so easy to share negative feedback. We're so used to just, just sharing negative feedback with people or only giving one star when we're really angry instead of taking the time to, you know, give five stars and tell somebody why they love a product. Um, so that honestly, it always comes on a really bad day too, which is great. It comes when you need it most. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, that's something I'll, I'll hold forever and, you know, never let that feeling of doing good for somebody go despite how everything's turned out. And that's the best attitude. I mean, that rejuvenates me. No, totally. And a story for another day. I had, I had the same bankruptcy at 30 years old and lost, lost everything and had to start over. And it was well, a business. You, you more than landed on your feet. So Cindy, well, I have no doubt. But, but these are the stories yeah. of inspiration that I wish I had spoken to Cindy then. Because I don't know about you, Cindy, but they were some of my darkest days. There just didn't seem... And, and I agree with you. Everything becomes an echo chamber of negativity. And Ann and I are tiggers. We're just bouncing around trying to help everyone, which is the point of this podcast. But... There, there is another day and your heart will sing again. And just what you've learned about yourself back to you saying you would never know yourself like this had you not done that. And that was through trial, tribulation and challenge, which is resilience um, to a T. No, I love hearing the story and I'm, I'm sure we will see it written for reporters. I'm sure uh, follow you. But when I started my business in 2000, I craved stories of other women. How did they do this? And when I didn't find enough stories, I co-wrote my own book called Women in High Gear to, to shorten the learning curve of other women because I thought, oh, how much, you know, I didn't know, should I be a certified women business enterprise? Should I not? I'm, I learned very early on that working in state and federal government with those contracts was not, you know, that's not my business model. You know, we, we do fabulous work and that's not how those contracts are awarded. So I love your transparency and honesty, no doubt, young entrepreneurs. Uh, I hope none of this lack of knowledge of everything about the process prevents younger women, especially from doing the same thing you're doing. 
and bringing us new products to try and making us healthier. I think that's incredibly important. Uh, understanding what we eat, the impact it has on our system and our, our work day, our family, our longevity. And, you know, yours born out of a desire to help your father. You know, that, that journey, that honesty. Wow. So what would you say to an entrepreneur at the beginning of your journey? And this is back to the business vitamins, Cindy, but what, what would be the most essential elements to continuing on through enormous uh, challenge? That's a, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the biggest thing is that you got to roll with the punches, you know, you, you just have to accept it, say, okay, you know, you're going to knock me down. I always joke about it's a Chumbawamba song. (laughs) I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. (laughs) That's, that's my life. And every day that it would be like one of those days where it just kept coming, you know, email after email, equipment breaking, right. You know, employee issues. It, it was just like, you know what, I'm just going to keep getting back up and I have a vision for the future and I'm really passionate about it. And I think that's the number one thing is having enough passion to make everything worth it. And, you know, if you're just trying to come up with an idea because you want to be an entrepreneur, it's don't do it. You know, that's my number one advice. Don't do it unless you're 1000% passionate about it and you will give anything and everything to make it happen. Then, then you shouldn't start that journey uh, because you, you got to get pushed down and get back up. (laughs) See loaded question, but you fired right back. Right. So that's the resilience on your feet. And (laughs) And you can tell the answers are heartfelt, right? You, you can tell as you're pausing that this is coming from your heart. So just like that, Ann Dieter Gallagher, 30 minutes has flown yes, by. It has. And I should have started out by saying, Cindy, you are a Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania grad, correct? Mechanicsburg High School. So that is yep. just very mm-hmm. close to our global headquarters here. And uh, how can our listeners and viewers find you? Like... Uh, what social channels can they find you? How can we support Supernola? Um, give us some tips on that, if you would. So at Eat Supernola on Instagram and on TikTok. <laughs> um, and then in retail stores, you can find us in Rite Aid um, and just some other random stores nationwide. Um, it'll kind of change throughout the next few months but we'll be invited for at least the next year. And you can always buy us online, Amazon and our own website. Flavor. My favorite flavor is the honey sweet goji, which is not our bestseller, <laughs> but it's my favorite. Is the banana your bestseller? <laughs> it is one of the two bestsellers. Okay, yes. good. It's very good. <laughs> well, I feel like now I'm not gonna, yeah, I feel like I need a healthy snack now and I should grow. We do have supernola in the office, so I, I probably need to, and grit and gravitas and go grab uh, a healthy snack. Cindy Poise, thank you so much for sharing your time, your honesty, and giving a window into uh, really the challenges, but the blessings of being passionate about an idea, bringing it to market, and the amount of people you have helped uh, with Supernola. Good luck to you with Supernola, Evolve Brands, and next time in Nashville, I hope to have coffee with you. Yes. Awesome. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you, Cindy. Take care. Have a high gear day. Thanks for listening. 
It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.